This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You are listening to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane, and we are here for our weekly recap where Chris and I talk about the happenings of the week. This week, we talk about the success of the Larry Lucchino interview, talk a little bit about, you know, the crazy stuff. He was in freaking Watergate. Uh, And then I tell, I get off on a little tangent, but I tell uh, a fun story about how I met the general manager of the Houston Texans, Charlie Cashley, on a bus going to Epcot Center. Uh, That really happened. Uh, Chris also and I would discuss about uh, an opportunity that a young person had uh, talking with Chris that didn't go real well and some advice that we provide from that experience. And then I also think we talk a little bit about Green Day and who's going to open for them at Fenway Park next year. Anyway, lots of topics that we talk about uh, today. Um, So uh, anxious for you guys to listen. But before you do that, please go on our social media feeds, click follow, go to our podcast, give a five-star review, give a great review because I assume that you love this. And uh I guess, and share this as many times as possible. We're trying to get our numbers up. Uh, They have been very strong in the first couple of weeks. So thank you very much for listening. And uh, we look forward to continuing. So enjoy today. And uh, we're off and running. Welcome to another Front Office Features. Uh, my name is Rob Crane, and I'm here with Chris Valente. Chris, uh, welcome back from uh, Atlanta. Oh, yeah, it was hot. It was very hot. They don't lie. It was like 98 and humid. I did not. I'm ready for fall now. I'm all in. No more 90s. No more 90s. Last time we talked, we said that the uh, person I used to work with, Ashley Wall, um, worked for Buffalo Wild Wings, and you were in Atlanta. Uh, did you run into said Ashley Wall? I did. We completed the mission. Completed mission complete. Mission complete. We connected. She came out. I said hello and uh, talked about the the podcast. So all is and, well. And she loved it. Loved it. Big fan. Our number one fan. No, no, number one fan. That uh, makes the. Actually, I, w- I was gonna make a joke to say like, ah, oh, that makes like three of us now. But that's bullshit. Yeah, no, because, it is bullshit. There's uh, a lot more people listening than, than we realized. Yeah, which is cool. I'm having like uh, a we're having like a lot of fun doing this. And uh, uh, the Lucchino interview last week was pretty good. Larry was in like a stellar mood. Yeah, it, it was. And we talked about leading into it. It was fascinating. Some of the stuff that he was talking about and some of the advice that he was having for people out there to, to get their career started. 
I just think in terms of what he provided and the insight he gave is invaluable for someone trying to break into the business, right? Like if you're hearing a, a Hall of Fame executive who's built ballparks all around the country and is now building another one with you, tell you that pretty much give you the answers to the, the, the playbook of how to get into this business and be successful, you have to listen. Yeah. I, I learned a lot. I, 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 took, I, I learned a bunch just listening to him talk. Stuff I never yeah. knew. So what, what was the most... Uh, eye-opening thing that you learned from that one talking to him things that you well, didn't know i guess what was crazy is you start doing a little research right you know the guy i knew camden yards i knew san diego i knew baseball i kind of knew from a side story about uh the redskin stuff because he would tell me um about charlie cashley and charlie cashley is a springfield guy uh i actually have a crazy story about how i met charlie cashley um, have i ever told you the story about we're going to go off on a tangent, but I don't care. That's okay. It's our podcast. We can do it's a podcast. Want. I can go however how long I want to. Uh, so if I ever tell you the story about my first internship was with the Houston Texans. Did I ever tell you how I got that no. internship? No. All right. So I am going into my freshman year in college. Okay. It's the summer. And my buddy has, his family has a timeshare in Disney. Okay. And... We all there's like four or five of us that go down to his timeshare in Disney and screw around for in Disney for a week. It's like 18 year olds. I don't know what we were doing, but we had a, we were having a good time. Um, so I am going to Epcot Center, and I am wearing a Springfield College T-shirt. Right, I just got accepted there. That's where I'm yep. going in the fall. And I'm on the bus at Epcot Center, and all of a sudden, uh, this guy sits next to me. He goes, hey, you go to Springfield College? I was like, uh, I'm going in the fall. And he goes, oh, yeah, what are you majoring in? I said, uh, sport management. He goes, oh, yeah? Hi, I'm Charlie Cashley. I'm the new uh, I'm the new general manager of the Houston Texans, and the Texans were going to open in like What's two years. What's with your general managers? <laughs> I just meet them like, uh, like uh, meet them wherever I go. Apparently. So I was like, I actually didn't believe him. I was like, what? No, you're not. He's like, yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I was the general manager. He starts like proving it to me. He goes, uh, this I was the general manager for the Washington Redskins. Charlie Casserly's having to answer to you and prove to you that he's Charlie Casserly. Yeah, but I'm some 18-year-old schmuck. schmuck. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, nah, I was with the uh, uh, Washington Redskins. You know, we won a Super Bowl, and I just got uh, two Super Bowls. Uh, and I just got hired uh, to start the Texans, the Texans organization. This is in nine. This is in two thousand. And uh, I was like, "Holy cow!" So we start talking. He's like, "Why do you get into sport management?" I was like, "You know, I just kind of love sports and business. I don't really want to know with it. What I uh, I don't really know anything. I'm just going in there because I just kind of like sports and business, and we'll see what happens." And he goes, uh, "And we just start." I don't know. We just continue the conversation. And he goes, well, he goes, uh, I, I love where you're going to school. That's my alma mater. He goes, when you need an internship, you let me know. <laughs> How did you get an internship before you even got to school? <laughs> so, right. This is all La La Land stuff. <laughs> so I then was like, all right. And I didn't even really know what an internship was. I, no one in my family has ever gone to college. I'm the only one that's ever graduated college. So I was like, I don't even know what an internship really is. So I get like my junior year in college, 
I was like, you know, I could probably got to figure out what I'm going to do with an internship. And uh, this is my oh, yeah, senior year. Oh, yeah. I know Charlie Cashley. I'll give him a call. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> I was like, you remember meeting Charlie Cashley on the bus? I was like, I was thinking to myself, yeah, I got to go. Like, So I sent him a letter. I didn't know how else to do it. So I sent him a letter. And um, I said, hey, dear Charlie, remember when I was – uh, you remember the guy meeting the guy from Springfield College on the bus at Epcot Center a couple of years ago, and uh, I sent it out. And uh, like I don't know, a month later, I got a phone call. Uh, I didn't have a cell phone, so they called my dorm room. And uh, and yeah, I we get, didn't have cell phones in college, right? I, I didn't have I didn't have a cell phone in college. And uh, so they called my dorm room, and I answer hello. And it's usually you usually answer your dorm's room phone like a moron, but luckily yep. I didn't that yeah. time. And uh, he, there was this guy, Rob, Rob, uh, I can't remember Rob's last name, but uh, one of the executives from the Texans calls me and says, hey, uh, we'd like to interview to become, uh, interview for an internship with the Houston Texans. And uh, I interviewed two or three times and uh, I got hired to be a scouting and an operations intern with the Houston Texans. And it was unbelievable it was awesome that's it was like, awesome yeah we've had th- th- what is this our second third podcast third it's podcast like together yeah and you've had two gm stories where you're running into gms <laughs> i'm really just lucky apparently, <laughs> yeah apparently. apparently hang out with or me you're, or you're you'll a meet a super GM. stalker i don't know which one brian cashman charlie castley no big deal <laughs> it's just dumb luck it's just, it's just dumb luck but the internship was great i uh uh, I picked up uh, bottles of pee from players who would oh, pee in a Gatorade bottle and then like tough. toss it down on the ground. And they people want to work sports. There you go. You get to work. You get to pick up pee. You get to, you get to pick you up. Put pee. on your resume. Was that the first bullet so under the job? First thing, you know, player assistance. As I <laughs> uh, uh, assist in player operations. I actually think the coolest thing about that internship that I did was I um, I created scouting videos. So they would give me a list of players and it was beta tapes. So it was like literally VCR tapes. Yep. And they would say, all right, list the players, go look up their schedule. So go look up the, this was in 2004, you know, go look up a 2003 game against Oregon or something and take every time that they touch the ball and put it on the thing. I had, so I had, logging, quarter, right? I had quarter, yeah, I was logging. So I had quarterbacks and wide receivers. And you would literally watch the game, press stop, and if they touched the ball, you would hit rewind, stop for the next play, record that, and then do that for an entire football game. It's very boring. And, uh, yes. Uh, so I had quarterbacks. No, I, know, I know exactly what you did. I was used to go and hang out with the scouts, interns at the Giants when I was there. I wasn't there in 2004. And those guys were there putting VCR tape in and watching the linemen and recording their blocks or how many missed blocks. And then they'd have to do the next lineman. You had to watch that specific player the whole time, right? Like you couldn't the whole, you weren't watching the game. You're just watching that player. I was watching that player. And if I remember correctly, the, they were both, you'd have to do it in two angles. So they would have like the all 22 from the sideline and from the end zone. Yep. And you yep. record one of them on one side and one of them on the other. And I, uh, the, Time I I had two quarterbacks that were long time in the league. One is still in the NFL, and I'm forever old. And that is 
the one and only Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh yeah. So he, he is still he's on his like 16th team, I think. And you're like, ah, oh, you're a Boston guy. Uh, you get the Harvard kid. And that other one that made a pretty good career was Dan Orlovsky. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. Guy? He was Yale, right? Yale. No, UConn. UConn, UConn. That's right. Oh yeah, UConn's famed and only UConn. famed NBA NFL player. And many of them. Um, but those were the two. But I also remember too, because I thought when I was coming, I was in school or something. I was like probably like a million of our listeners saying. It's like, oh, I want to get into the player operation side. I want to yep. be the next, you know, Theo. And uh, I remember it was like, all right, I got my opportunity, right? I'm in player operations at the NFL team. And, you know, dream internship. And so I, I'm driving Charlie Casserly to the airport. Okay? Yep. Uh, one of the uh, f- first times I, I – one of the only times I ever had um, – one-on-one conversation with them. And I think this actually goes into, this leads well into our discussion later today about your interactions with someone uh, earlier this week is I had my one opportunity. And so Charlie remembers, we have a good conversation uh, about the, uh, our interaction in Epcot center. Then he was asking me about the internship and what I was doing and uh, saying I was having a good time. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm really enjoying logging the films and everything. And uh, he goes, oh, yeah, who do you got? And I was, at the time, um, I had some wide receiver from Oklahoma. And he asked me, he goes, so what do you think about, I can't remember the guy's name, but it was some wide receiver from Oklahoma. And uh, I was like, um, uh, and I, was, I made something up about, having good hands and good feet. And I had no earthly idea what the hell I was talking about. And he instantly goes, I was like, yeah, he's got good hands, good feet, pretty good quickness, something of that nature. And he looks at me dead in the eye as I'm driving down the interstate, taking him to the airport going, yeah, if I remember our our scouting report, we had him pretty low on the draft board. (laughs) And I almost like, Fell into the uh, steering wheel. It's like as a football shit. evaluator ended. That's where quickly. my uh, talent evaluation ended, and uh, I knew I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Um, but that's where that's 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 where it ended. Though I um, I did have a uh, I had a blast down there. I was down there for all preseason. I remember the days vividly because the day that I left was the day after I was because I had this the summer after my senior year of high school, of college. So I graduated college and just had to finish up the internship. And it was after my senior year. And uh it's the same exact thing I did. It was the, the internship program at UMass. I I graduated and then I went and worked for the Giants as an intern to finish up my college. It was the same yeah, exact yeah. thing. So I um the day at the day before I left was the game in which um, Veritech punched A-Rod in the face. Yep. Um, And they came back and won that game, and that really kind of what sparked their 2004 uh, World Series. And uh, so that was the day before I left it, because I remember packing all my stuff and watching the Red Sox game in the background. And then when that happened, I was watching the game. And then when they traded Nomar, when the Red Sox traded Nomar, 
like a week after that, I had tickets to go to an Astros Cubs game, and the Astros Cubs game got way more interesting when uh, Nomar was there. Nomar was traded. So yeah, it was a this was a great internship. I remember there was, there was one kid uh, we went. His name was Matt Boyce. I'm not sure if Matt Boyce listens to front office speakers, but maybe he will now. His he loved Hooters, and we went <laughs> to <laughs> we must have went to Hooters. Uh, six days a week. Hooters in uh, Texas is probably different than Hooters everywhere else too. I'd imagine. I'm sure, it's about the same. Uh, but sure it was it's not uh, big. everything's bigger in Texas, as, as they say. Uh, he loved the wings, man. He loved the wings. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, so, um, I don't know how we got from Lucino to that, but uh, we did. Well, GMs, presidents, whatever. I mean, it's just you're name dropping. I think that's how we got to it. <laughs> you're name dropping everybody that you've met along the way in your career. Got lucky. Um, I had I I'll give you my one quick GM story of the Giants. Ernie, of course, he was the GM, and I, and I, I was an intern on the cumulation side, not on the op side. And so a what? A what? C and um, Ernie, of course, and uh, what's it, um. Charlie Cashley have in common. They both have drafted a Manning. They, uh, I think that's true. No, I don't know. What do they have in common? Uh, Springfield College. Oh, they. Oh, Ernie's from Springfield too. I didn't know that. We just pump out uh, GMs, I guess. GMs apparently. Anyway, so uh, I uh, this is this goes to the internship life of a, a kid in sports. So I'm, I'm, it's I forget what day it was, and I get. Uh, knock on my the door i'm in an office and it's like hey uh ernie needs to see you. i'm like ernie who's, who's ernie? i'm like ernie of course he's like yeah he, he has an important task for you so like all right go over see his assistant They're like oh yeah go ahead go into his office he's waiting for you hands me the keys to his car and says he needs a car wash <laughs> so, what <laughs> yes he goes yeah i need to get my car washed you got a big meeting i need, need to get the car wash can you take the car wash for me and then uh and on the way back can you pick up some stamps I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, we're in an office. No one has stamps. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what am I gonna say? No. So he's like, he's like, all right. Here's here's twenty bucks for the car wash. Here's twenty bucks for the stamps, and here's twenty bucks for going to get the stamps for me. I was like, all right, great. This is this is awesome. I'll put this on my resume too. Got Ernie's Ernie, of course, he's car washed to pick him up stamps. What did you yeah. do with your uh, degree? I, you know, I was I was a runner for Ernie Acorsi. A runner for Warner or Ernie Acorsi, and I just the name I had the name drop a GM that I knew too. So, so you know, <laughs> how about you, um, uh, Larry? Larry, let's go back to Larry. So, what did you? What did? What was the most thing? What was the number one thing you took away from that interview that you didn't know before about him that you're like, wow, that was the was Watergate like, stuff. Like he I, was, that's what I like. I never knew that the Watergate stuff. It was he got into depth about. Uh, you know, Richard Nixon and being a young litigator listening to uh, White House tapes. And it's like, what? Yeah. And he was so you could tell when you were when I was talking to him, he just like loved that stuff. I think Larry was born to be a litigator. Well, yeah, I could I can back that up. Having yeah. seen Larry in action. Absolutely. <laughs> behind closed doors. I can back that up. I can. I, I'm. I'm. I'm on the same page. Larry is. Larry is born to be a litigator. He's a. He's a lawyer at heart. Uh, but it's also interesting too. Uh, I put a clip on our social today. He really kind of took us behind the scenes. I just thought, you know, when the Green Monster. Uh, I put a clip on social today. Excuse me about the discussion him and former mayor now deceased 
uh, Tom Menino had yep. about the putting the green monsters and Menino thought he was a nut job for, for doing it. And, uh, then they were like the most popular things ever. They like, still are. I think, I think, um, they still are. Yeah, you're right. And, uh, I think when I remember when they went on sale, when I was a kid, not a kid, I was just out of college. Yeah. It was just out of college. Right. It was 03. Right? Like yeah. And I think they put them on sale for like 15 bucks, 20 bucks. I don't remember, but because it was... I think that they talked themselves into that. It was like, oh, we're really just kind of extending bleachers. It was like, no, 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 it's the, it's not that. Now and, there's uh, still a lottery every year. There's still a lottery every year just to buy tickets crazy. on the Green Monsters. It is crazy. And then I, I thought the other interesting part that Larry did really well was for anyone that was like we talked about young listening, some guidance that you could take away from that and say, all right, I can just do these couple small things and apply it to my next interview or next opportunity that I'm going to get in the business or have a chance to make an impression on somebody and, and always make sure that you're putting your best foot forward because he, he was, he explained how he got his, his chance by always working hard and doing, doing well, whatever he was working on. And it just eventually led down the path to him getting those offers to come and join the sports world. Right. That's right. And, uh, he, he says what, I think there was some quote in there of like, once you get something no matter how small, if you can do a piece of that well, it'll lead to another piece. And do right. a piece of that well, so it'll lead to too. a bigger piece. And it's so true. Uh, and you just start growing um, what you can do. And all of a sudden, uh, you're running the Orioles and the Red Sox and the Padres and everything in between. Future Hall of Famer. Future Hall of Famer. He's definitely going to go in. Oh, my God, yeah. For sure. Do you have to be retired for a certain amount of time? I don't know what the executive rule is. Obviously, for a player, yes, but I don't know what the exe- I don't know if the executives have to be. No, we'll find going. out when he goes in. You should go find out when he goes in. Um, so one of the things that I found interesting is what you and I were uh, talking during the week. Is I think this is a real world example of probably the main reason we started this podcast. Yes. Is we had you had uh, you were talking to some folks. Uh, talking to one person and about because you run the internship program for FSM, these uh, the associates. Would you the sales, so, the sales associates? So the I have sales. a sales. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't say I run it. Oh. I won't because then I'll get out too many people reaching out to me telling them to hire them. No, <laughs> I have I have sales associates that work under me that would report into me. But uh, it was a, t- to your point. Someone reached out and since this podcast has launched, a lot more people are reaching out to like, hey, can we connect and just talk? And I've still said yes to every single 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 person and we as we mentioned encourage you to do so because it helps give us content to talk about you right now which we're yeah. about to do uh, no, no no names so uh took a took a call this week with an aspiring ex- uh, sports executive wet behind the ears and came into it with complete enthusiasm and gusto and but when it came time to actually narrow down and try and help him out uh it it became evident that it was going to be one of those typical ones that I'm sure you're aware. I want to get my foot in the door. I want to work hard and see where it goes. And yeah. it's just, it, I can't even really help you there, give you any direction. It's, 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 it's not the way the world works anymore in sports. There's just, everything is specialized. If you want to be in sales, get in sales. If you want to be in PR, get in PR. But having a call with an executive at a team and saying, I just want to come work for you. I'll do whatever it takes. Sounds great. Maybe in your head. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really lead to anything because you wouldn't do that with Google or Facebook. Like, hey, I just want to work here. Do you think uh, – did they have any – did they research anything on you or on uh, no, FSM no. in general? 
clearly no clearly and I, and that was the other point and I I, I, I said it bluntly and I, I think the best part of giving anyone real feedback is to give them advice that's going to help them rather than just like sugarcoat it and I was like I've put enough stuff out there now about myself or advice on articles I've written now doing this with you that if you just do take some time and have a conversation with me about what I've already told you to do, there'll be a much more productive conversation. Now, to to the credit of this individual, what they did do was take everything I said, um, apply it and said they would get back in touch with me within a week and have a better conversation. And they reached back out today, look up, set up some time, which I give them complete credit for having the balls to do it after I kind of played into them yeah. a little bit. And uh, we're going to talk next week and we'll see That's how that good. goes. Yeah, that's great. Good. That's better. That's the, but that's the whole point is like, I hope that it, he took something from it and he clearly did. And it, hopefully he, whatever we talk about next week leads him to the next time he talks to you or someone else that he's better prepared. And that's when you get a sh- chance to impress somebody, you got to come in prepared. So what's your advice to someone when you, in all honesty, you, maybe you were someone like me too, maybe didn't really know what you wanted to do. So all you have is hard work, right? Like I'll, yep. I'll do whatever, right? I, I can, I can see, a, I, I've had a thousand kids, uh, do that and say, I, I just want to work really hard. So um, I've got a great answer you give you. Them? I've got a great answer for you. So obviously, like you said, when you're 18, you're like, I don't even know what the hell is even available to do. So here's, here's a better way to approach it with either someone on the call, ask that question, be like, Hey, can you tell me a little bit more about the sales path and what those opportunities can look like, or can you tell me more about what's maybe available on game operations and what those job opportunities are, right? So rather than me sitting there and be like, I don't even know what to tell you because you just say you want to work here, I can actually give you a response to a question and answer your question with some substance and give you an idea what it is to be in the sales world or be in tickets or be in, in, in marketing rather than just be like, I like marketing. Okay, great. We all like marketing. What does that mean? What do you want to do? So, yeah, I mean, it's and if you're calling in to talk to us and get advice, ask questions rather than just make statements. Right. Because the, it's like sales, right? Just you're better off asking questions to learn more about the customer, so that way you have enough information to turn it around and make the sale. The other, yeah. Uh, the other thing I would do is like, if you're interested or you have any idea reach out to people like you can go google the fsm front office right now and see basically everybody in the front office very easily you could do the same thing with the Pawtucket slash worcester red sox you can do that with really every damn team in sports excuse me so what i would suggest doing is i all right there's like a social media person there's a marketing person there's all these different things throughout all kinds of different teams my suggestion would be reach out and say, hey, we'd love to have an informational interview on what you do. For sure. Exactly. And, and then you can say, all right, I've talked to a marketing person. I've talked to a salesperson. I've talked to a community relations person. I talked to a ticket salesperson. I talked to a ticket operations person. And after talking to all those people, I've kind of narrowed my focus in on X. Perfect. Then that gives Perfect. you. I can now help you. You can, Right. I can then now you, say, I'm going to connect you with so-and-so, or when a job's open, I can continue for this. But if if you're just, if you come in with very blanket, broad statements of, I like sports, I love sports, I have a passion, and I only want to work in Boston. Okay. Well, then I, there's really nowhere to go after that. Like, yeah. How do, I, what, what, how do I respond to that? It's like, okay, other than telling you the truth that there's four teams in Boston on the professional level, then you're going to start like t- talking about other opportunities. If you're only willing to work in Boston and you're only willing to work for the big four teams, because that's who you grew up rooting for. 
the likelihood of you landing that job is low. Yeah, right? Very low. You have to move. You have to go. You have to take chances. That's what this business is. So, I mean, you went to Houston. <laughs> and Battle <laughs> you, Creek, Michigan. Have you ever been to Houston before? Uh, no, never was Never was in Houston. Never was in Battle Creek. Never was in Omaha. Never was in Scranton. Yeah. <laughs> never. Uh, I may have went to Rhode Island once when I was a kid, uh, but I don't remember it vividly. Uh, so, yeah. That's, I, that's civilization, at least. There's civilization in Rhode there's Island. There's civilization in Rhode Island. I also say this. Uh, don't crap on Omaha. Omaha is an underrated city. You can. Uh, cr- I, do, I mean, it's the Warren Buffett city. I can't. I, he, the guy keeps that thing it's afloat. City. I mean, I've, I've heard great things. We have a, a, a guy in our office who's flying to Omaha very regularly recently and loves him some Omaha. Oh, College yeah, World Series. College World Series. College World Series. Uh, I will say this. Um, we used to share a ballpark at Rosenblatt Stadium. And uh, the last year, Rosenblatt was 2010. So that's a little while now. Um, Rosen, uh, the College World Series is one of the greatest parties of all time. Really? Outside of the College World Series, bars, restaurants, packed. All of these giant fans from all around the country come in and have an awesome time. The game itself might be the most boring baseball game in the history of baseball games. Oh, because they that, take boring, forever because every pitch, the catcher like looks into the dugout and gets a sign. When the yeah. pitcher shakes it off, they get another sign. It just takes forever. And they can score and, a million runs because they have metal bats. Yeah. Well, I think now now that's a little less because the metal bats that you use aren't like the crazy ones that they used to use. But like you can't drink in there, right? So there's no beer. So So a four and a half hour baseball game with no booze. Right. And outside of the ballpark, they're like partying, having a great time, great bars, great atmosphere. Everything that you want is just like right over there. Right, it. so it's like you just so want to go there. The ballpark, watching their watching their kids play, and everybody else is outside partying. Yeah, so the College World Series is fantastic. Um, I highly recommend going. I just personally think that the game itself stinks. It's boring. No, that's fair. So, so it's from a giant baseball fan too. Yeah, man. So I, I think also for next week we want some people to reach out to us. Um, send us emails, send, shoot us notes on Twitter of some of real world experiences. We'll probably talk about some probably more interviews we have in the next week. I mean, you got some cool stuff going on on your end with launching this ballpark. Is it's crazy? It's gonna be the calendar calendar is gonna flip, and you're a year away from opening that. So I think we can dive into some of that stuff of how that's gone in the process. I think people are intrigued right. by that. So, um, and then we have an interview launching on Tuesday. So big reveal. Who would that be? Yeah, well, uh, I think we're still. Are we? Uh, are we allowed to say? What, can we? Yeah, you can say. All right. I think we're gonna go. We've got. So I've got like ten of these things in the um, can, and um, I just interviewed uh, Larry Friedman, who is the chief business officer for uh, LAFC, the MLS club. Yep. And he was great. He was great. And uh, I knew Larry. Uh, uh, he hired me in uh, in Scranton when he was part of Mandalay Baseball. Uh, now is doing gigantic things with LAFC. Uh, we tell a good Peter Goober story. So Peter Goober is um, part owner of the Dodgers. Uh, I think he's majority owner of 
the um the the Warriors. If not, he's like top three guy with the Warriors. He's got some money. He's got some money. Uh, big. He made all his money in film and TV and stuff. Uh, so that interview was great. Um, and uh, we'll launch that thing on Tuesday. The you know what the main thing that we need. Uh, I've been thrilled. I don't know if you feel the same way too, Chris or not. I've been thrilled with. Uh, how many people have been downloading the podcast, subscribing yep. to the podcast? I think it's been good. Um, but we need more people to interact with us on social. Yeah, I think that's what that, I was saying. That'll, that'll be uh, – that's going to be an important part on Twitter, um, Instagram, Facebook, all, all the uh, – you know, all of them. Uh, I think I've gotten some good personal interactions on LinkedIn, but um, all the front office features, uh, uh, social stuff could use uh, – you know, we could use your follow. So – who are you going to drop next week in this inter- when we talk on Thursday night of who you ran into some random place? So you got any more GM stories you got to keep in the in the in the can? For- I don't know. We're gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to uh, figure some out. I am going next week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday uh, to Memphis, Tennessee, and Nashville, Tennessee, uh, the Na- AAA National Championship slash International League meeting slash AAA meetings uh, are next week. And then I'm gonna go check out. Is that I've a good is that a good event for young kids to go to outside of the industry, or is there not really a career? No, I, I, in all honesty, I, I I wouldn't. It's not the greatest one for that. Um, right now, I think too that some of the clubs haven't posted their jobs yet. They're just haven't. Some of them haven't even just finishing the season. They're taking uh, a breath. Yeah, taking a breath. Uh, so no, I wouldn't. I don't think that one's that one's worth it. Um. There is the promo seminar at the end of the month. I'm not going this year, um, but that might be. It's in El Paso. El Paso is just a pain in the ass to get to. But you're uh, going to you're going to the winter meetings we, you talked about, right? The winter meetings is you gotta go. You gotta go. And you'll uh, be there. I I will be there. And uh, I think we got to talk more about this. We got to get some feedback. I think what we should do. Uh, I'm gonna just set up a like live podcast. Talk and to we're kids. just. Talk to people as yeah. they are going. So we'll have more to do than that. Uh, we'll have more on that when we get closer. That's in December. But I think that'll be fun. I think we should also go to like some job fairs and give people real world advice because job fairs are weird. They are weird. They're awkward. They're so awkward. I think we should just do a whole segment on teaching people how to actually approach someone with their resume and what to say. Right. Like it's just so awkward. So awkward. But it'll be great. But thank you, and thanks, Adam Banco, for that idea. I'll, I'll give you a shout out. Yeah, my former employee, now with the PGA out in Minnesota. Perfect. So we'll um, we'll do some uh, we'll we'll do some of that and uh, and keep on going. But uh, I am, you know, what I was also excited for too is, you know, we're always looking for growth, right? And uh, we did uh, like double the down, like each time that we've released the podcast it's grown and grown and grown uh, over the first like you know 48 hours of the, the uh, launch of the podcast so um please we ask you to keep sharing this this is something that we're really passionate about and the more people we can um talk to is uh is better and better yeah no for sure reach out give us something to talk give us some questions that you want us to address on the podcast and then we'll make sure we give you a shout out as well that's right um all right anything else no, I think uh, I'll go watch some football. And then I, I see, I mean, it was very brave of you to wear a Steelers 
uh, sweatshirt tonight after the the drumming you took last week. But oh my god, I went to the uh, that uh, so at the game I felt awful. I think there's I think there's a job opening with the Patriots <laughs> because I am a giant Steelers fan. Um, though I you know mainly grew up in uh, in outside of uh, outside of Boston. My parents I was born in Pittsburgh. My parents uh, were born and raised there, so they raised me a Steelers fan. And uh, so I go to this, uh, I go to the game and um, the cheerleaders come out for like the big pregame ceremony. They just won the freaking Super Bowl. Yep. And you can't hear anything. It's like yep. there's one speaker. They had a big music. sound problem. They, the, yeah, the whole place right. couldn't hear the half the well, ceremony. The whole place had no speakers except like three speakers yep. in the end zone. I you heard of yeah. it. I think someone may have lost their job. A damn thing. The only, and you think after doing, I don't know, six banner raisings, they'd be pretty good at it by now. Oh, man. I uh, So Kraft is out there on the 50-yard line holding up the Super Bowl trophy, and no one can hear any music, yeah. anything that was being said. Uh, I will God, say this one. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> as I was just going to say, so one of the funnier tweets that I uh, saw, because I started on my phone, I was like searching Gal- uh, Gillette sound system. And one of the tweets that I saw was like, uh, Gillette sound system seems to be uh, broken. No one can hear Godsmack. Dot dot dot. Probably for the better. Probably for the better. <laughs> it's like an odd. It's like an odd. <clears throat> I thought so. I thought so too. It's like you win a Super Bowl and you can get Godsmack. By the way, um, I did see Godsmack in concert in like 2000 and 2000 2001. Uh, Limp Biscuit, Godsmack, oh and Durst. and and DMX. In the Hartford Civic Center, probably That's like 2000, 2001. You see, actually, Fenway, we just announced for next year already, Green Day, Fall Out Boy, and Weezer. Weezer, all in one concert? All in one concert. 2000, 2002 called. They, they're, they're coming to Fenway <laughs> next year. Uh, the trio right there. I was. We were actually debating, who's going to be, who would you think would be the opener for that? Like, who's going to you think so? Over we- what about Weezer? Oh, no, I think Weezer like fits in the second one. Green Day seems like the headliner. They got to be the headliner, right? Green Day's big. Weezer's pretty big though. I know, but Fall, Fall Out Boy's, Boy's definitely the but Fall Out Boy's had probably more hits than Weezer from like poppy hits. They're like different kind of genre, but top forty. I don't, I don't I, know. I, we were debating this in the office. Today. I don't know. I, Green Day's got to be the big act. That's, that's I, th- I, I think Green Day's got to be the big act too. But. Anyway, all right. On we'll that note, August twenty seventh. Yeah, we'll find out next year. We'll find out. We'll find it. Find that next year. So, all right, my friend. Uh, all right. Till next week. Later.